Welcome to Discover Library and Archives Canada. Your history, your documentary heritage. I'm your host, Théo Martin. Join us as we showcase treasures from our vaults, guide you through our many services, and introduce you to the people who acquire, safeguard, and make known Canada's documentary heritage. Welcome to Treasures Revealed. In this podcast series, we'll be showcasing certain items in the Library and Archives Canada collection. Each episode, we'll speak to a LAC employee and highlight an item that they consider a real treasure in our collection. They may be rare items, perhaps unusual or valuable, or items with historical significance. Perhaps they will have a compelling or interesting story to go along with them. More importantly, all of them will showcase our vast and rich collection that is the shared documentary heritage of all Canadians. Now, on to episode 11, Robert Hood Watercolors. The search for the Northwest Passage remains one of the most exciting episodes in Canadian history. Following the Napoleonic Wars, the British Admiralty turned its efforts to the discovery of a passage between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans through the Arctic. The first of these expeditions, led by Lieutenant John Franklin, sought to survey and chart the area from Hudson Bay to the north coast of Canada, eastward from the mouth of the Coppermine River. British Royal Navy Petty Officer Robert Hood was only 24 in 1821 when he participated in the Overland Expedition. Hood was to take navigational, geographical and meteorological observations and to make drawings of the land and of various objects of natural history. Unfortunately, Hood would not live to see his paintings published in Franklin's account. Here to tell us more about the tragic story of Robert Hood and the treasures we'll be discussing today is Lack Art Archivist Shane McCord. So my name is Shane McCord and I'm an art archivist at LAC and um, I have been at Lack for gosh about 10 years starting in, in 2010. We asked Shane to tell us about the treasures we are discussing today from the Lack Collection. So these are four paintings that come from Robert Hood um, that were done on Franklin's 1819-1822 Overland Expedition. So Robert Hood was one of the artists who was on this ill-fated expedition. And um, these paintings I I particularly like because most of his work was lost. his, he died on the trip, and we can get to that later, but his, his sketchbook was lost during the trip. These were sent back to England in an early phase of the trip, so they're really sort of a rare and interesting thing. There are four Robert Hood watercolors held by Lack. What is likely the final surviving work by Hood, from May 1821, is titled Portraits of the Inuit Interpreters from Churchill Employed by the Northland Expedition. The three other watercolors were painted during the previous year while the expedition wintered at Cumberland House. 
In January 1820, he drew a mink as it dipped a paw into the water along a rocky shore. Another painting shows a cross fox just as it caught a mouse in the snow. The most interesting watercolor taken on a trek to the Pasquia Hills shows the interior of a Cree tent. Who was Robert Hood? How did he end up on this trip with Sir John Franklin? So, um, you know, as with many of the people on the Franklin trip, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of questions about it. And sometimes it's a matter of being the right person in, in the right place at the right time. Hood was uh, a, a midshipman, uh, a, an officer, a sort of reasonably low-ranking officer in the British Navy. Um, and the real reason he gets onto this trip is that um, when he when he went for promotion, he presented his private journals, and they included all kinds of drawings, watercolors, and and descriptions of naval life. And the officers noticed that, and that's what they needed for this. They this, the Franklin expedition is before the camera, so they're taking artists uh, to document the trip as scientists as a part of their scientific observation. And of course, Hood too was a was a cartographer to a degree, uh, and and a, a scientist. Hood was no ordinary seaman. He was also a gifted draftsman, cartographer, scientist, natural historian, and anthropologist. During the expedition, he noted the weather conditions, charted more than 950 kilometers of coastline, and was the first European to document various species of animals and insects. According to Professor C.S. Houston at the University of Saskatchewan, Hood also discovered the electromagnetic nature of the Aurora Borealis. During the winter of 1821, Hood worked intensely on his drawings, paintings, and observations, in the process weakening his health through lack of air and exercise. In June 1821, the expedition set out for the mouth of the Coppermine River. It had, for some time, suffered from a severe shortage of provisions. Shane tells us more. Later on, in, in the context of the, the return journey, where all of these British officers and, and, their, and the voyagers are starving, uh, Hood is quite weak. The, all, the, all of these explorers are in, a, in like absolutely dreadful condition. Hood can barely breathe, and they're eating uh, trip de roche, a kind of, of uh, lichen that makes them very sick, but it's all they can really get. And of course, this is also the expedition famous for people being known for, for eating their own boots, among other things. All the members of the expedition were suffering from malnutrition and exhaustion. Sir John Franklin made a comment that would become famous. There was no trip to rush, so we drank tea and ate some of our shoes for supper. At some point, according to John Richardson's journal, Richardson and Hood began to suspect that one of the voyageurs, Michel Terrehaute, had killed three missing voyageurs and was disappearing from camp to feed on their corpses. Uh, Richardson goes off to, to find some more troops to rush for them to eat, and he hears a shot. Um, they come back to the camp. Hood is dead. Uh, Michel claims that he it was an accident while he was cleaning his gun. They don't believe him. And while well, the rest is sort of history, Michel ends up being shot by Richardson because I think those two were afraid that he'd come after them next. Thank <laughs> you.
it's, it's a fascinating story. I've told it in, in brief terms here, and, uh, but it's on the, uh, the Dictionary of Canadian Biography has a good summary, and it's been told a, a bunch of different places, and, and I encourage people to go look for it. In 2015, Lack purchased the four watercolors by Hood, providing a unique record of Franklin's first expedition. The paintings are even more remarkable when you consider that at times it was so cold that Hood's brush would freeze to the paper. His drawings join other Arctic treasures at Lack, including a sketchbook by the artist George Back. We asked Shane to tell us about when he first saw these watercolors and how they ended up at Lack. <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways I'd already seen some of them uh, because I, I knew of prints um, that had been done from Hood's paintings. Um, they had been published in Franklin's own journals after the expedition. When Franklin published, he used a lot of, of Hood's work. Um, so, And in fact, in our collection, we have copies of some of those prints. But many of the watercolors were lost. We had no idea where they were. And uh, quite honestly, these fell into my lap out of the blue or into our lap. Uh, we got a, a, a call one day from a woman who'd had them uh, in her, her grandmother's attic and her grandmother had told her uh, sort of on her deathbed that they were very important. Uh, and she had been in touch with some people. This is, she was in the UK and she'd been in touch with some people there. They recommended they get in touch with us. And that's, that's how we learned about them. Was this person a distant relative of Robert Hood's? So she didn't really know, <laughs> but we did, uh, and my colleague Mary Margaret Johnson Miller, another art archivist, did some excellent genealogical research and we sort of tracked down the, the possible chains of, of provenance. And yeah, there, there was a, a family connection there. Shane, why do you consider these watercolors by Robert Hood to be treasures? Part of it is just that connection to this, this epic story. Now we have, um, these are actual things done by this narrative that we all sort of talk about in Canada. I know, you know, I, I for one, saw lots of Pierre Burton when I was a teenager, and, and finding these, and that, that really made a connection for me personally. Um, but I think, too, they are they're fascinating things in terms of what colonial efforts were doing then. And I think you have to go, you have to connect these paintings to the journals that Hood wrote and also to the journals written by Franklin and, and back on the same expedition. And you get the sense of three very different men. Um, Hood, to me, is the, is the real scientist of the bunch. And I think there's, there's something quite noble about that. Uh, it's sort of that, that, that Francis Bacon tradition of objectivity that Hood is carrying on. Um, and he's trying to document the creatures uh, and the animals that he's seeing out in uh, this land that no European at that time has been to, and, and to bring that knowledge back. So when you see the, the picture of the, of the cross box, for instance, uh, which is probably my favorite of the batch, it, it's a dramatic scene. You, you know, we've got this fox catching a mouse, stop, stepping right on it. Now, at this point, <laughs> Hood's probably not jealous of the mouse, although he would later become so. This, these were all done at, at Cumberland House very early in the expedition, though it's a very cold winter. And I think that goes, I'm, I'm rambling here, but we're getting on to some of the, the, the details that make these exciting. So that winter at Cumberland House was an extremely cold one, and in Hood's journals, he describes, you know, first his fingers freeze to the metal part of the brush, where you, you know, that holds the bristles onto it, and then the brush freezes to the paper. 
so painting at all under these circumstances is a very difficult operation. And painting for the sake of science, uh, I think, is, is really what makes these so interesting for me. Because often we think of art as just being, you know, about our emotions or about a, an expression of self. Um, whereas that's not really what's going on here. This was to, to bring back information and to expand what Hood understood to be human knowledge and to bring knowledge of North America to other parts of the world. All four of these drawings relay important documentary evidence about the region of Cumberland House in what is now northern Saskatchewan. These drawings are also fascinating simply as items that made the ill-fated journey and survived to tell the tale. The Franklin expeditions are an important part of the history of Canada's development as a nation, and the tragic aspects of the first expedition in particular have made it one of the most popular and well-known episodes in Arctic history. If you're interested in viewing these watercolors, you can use Lack's collection search and type in Robert Hood, or you can go to Lack's Flickr page. There, you will find an album of images called Treasures Revealed. We will update that album with each episode, giving you a chance to view the treasures that we will be highlighting. We will also add a link to the Flickr album in the related links section on the episode page for this podcast. Thank you for being with us. I'm Théo Martin, your host. You've been listening to Discover Library and Archives Canada, where Canadian history, literature, and culture await you. A special thank you to our guest today, Shane McCord. Special thanks also to Isabelle Larocque for her contributions to this episode. The music in this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was produced, engineered, and edited by David Knox, with additional editing and sound design by Tom Thompson. If you liked this episode, you're invited to subscribe to the podcast. You can do it through the RSS feed located on our website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're interested in listening to the French equivalent of our podcast, you can find French-language versions of all our episodes on our website, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Simply search for Découvrez Bibliothèque et Archives Canada. For more information on our podcasts, go to LAC's homepage and type podcast in the search bar in the top right corner and click on the first link. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can find the email address for the podcast team located at the bottom of the episode page.